Welcome back into Bearcat Rewind. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the podcast. We're into December and officially into the winter sports season. Northwest Missouri State men's and women's basketball getting the conference lay underway with Missouri Southern and Pittsburgh State on the road this weekend. And next week, it'll be the first indoor track and field meet with the Mel Church McClassic right here in Maryville, December 9th and 10th. So winter sports are underway. We're just wrapping up the fall sports season. And it's probably something that if you listen to the Bearcat Radio Network or our coaches shows, you hear us harp on it a lot. But what an awesome fall sports season it was across the board for Northwest Missouri State. All the work, the time and effort, the blood, sweat and tears put in by these coaches and student athletes, the administrators making sure things are ready to go, the trainers, the weight room, everything across the board for Northwest. So many wins, so much success, so many teams playing deep into this fall season as everything just now wrapping up as the national championships for cross country being run up in Seattle, Washington on Friday, December 2nd. Northwest Missouri State sending a team up there for the first time since the mid-90s. Across the board, it was a great fall season if you're a Bearcat and a Bearcat fan. So John Coffey and Andy Peterson had a great conversation during our weekly coaches show on the flagship station for the Bearcat Radio Network, KXCB, KRNW, where they kind of addressed the fall sports season as a whole, kind of overlooked everything, how it went. We kind of got the bird's eye view from Andy Peterson's role as an administrator as he watched these coaches and student athletes go about their business. So it was a great interview, a great discussion. I enjoyed listening to it over again. And I thought in case you might have missed it or maybe you want to catch it one more time, we put this out there. So today's Bearcat Rewind is John Coffey sitting down with Northwest AD Andy Peterson. Tell you what, uh, you couldn't ask for better fall. My goodness, uh, every, every one of the fall teams uh, having so much success this year it has to be a lot of fun for you. It's been a lot of fun. I think the only person that enjoys it more than me is Coach Mark Rosewell. I think he's been here a while, and uh, when he comes up to you, when he comes in your office and knocks on the door and walks in and says, Andy, best fall ever, it actually carries some weight. There's a lot of times Rosie comes in my office and he has to tell me something and it's not important, right? <laughs> <clears throat> but when he comes in and uh, you know, with his, I mean, he's been here a while, right? And he's very savvy on basketball, football, volleyball, soccer. I mean, he's been around it all forever. Um, so for him to co- for him to come in and, and give his blessing upon the fall is <laughs> is is rather uh, rather significant. Obviously, his guys, uh, you know, his doubles team went to went to Rome, Georgia, and had a great fall as well. So. Um, no brag, just fact, right, Rosie? That's part of the deal. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's been yeah. awesome, awesome fall. Obviously, I, you couldn't be more proud as an athletic director with, um, you know, volleyball winning the first ever conference championship, soccer making it to the regional for the second time in a row, obviously being, you know, a goal or two away from their own conference championship in their own right. You know, football having their backs against the wall after week six. And so for the last five weeks of the year, um, playing i think i think three of the four three of the five were above 500 teams um those same three were two lost teams vying for their own playoff position um two of the three on the road carney and emporia and winning all those games going on the road to an undefeated wachita uh, beating them and then going toe-to-toe with the best team in the country at their place uh having a lead with two minutes to go and and you know you could argue one way you know probably could have should have won that game is what it i mean just um you know all like i said rosie's uh, rosie's crew Paige hoffman for golf and, and us having a great fall cross-country women making the region or making the nationals from regionals which was um a very uh very nice surprise right we were all looking at the results 
trying to find Caroline's name on there and hopefully Amber going as individuals and their names on, on there. I thought, what in the world? So I had to scroll back up to the top, and then I find you know Northwest Missouri State as a team qualified. So uh, just uh, unbelievable stuff. Um, I can't uh, I can't give all of our coaches um, enough enough credit and thanks for for them leading our people, and then also our support staffs. You know, the people like Lori Hopkins getting everybody, making sure everybody's eligible uh, as the start of the year goes. Um, Kirsten's working through all of our budgets and making sure people's travel schedules are ready to go and gym schedules and Troy fundraising and then Colin and Ryan, all the stuff that they do to get stories out and to promote us on social media and on the website and everything. Um, Athletic trainers, keeping kids healthy, getting kids healthy, um, being there for student-athletes all the time, and then Joe Q and his staff making sure that everybody's in shape and and able to compete at the level we want to. Uh, It uh, it is a team effort. and uh, I'm I'm extremely blessed and thankful to to be here and, and to be kind of supporting them. Uh, the worst part is I got to talk to Matt Trenton every now and then. Oh, I know. Well, that's a that's a burden we all bear there. But <laughs> but and the one thing that uh, on the basketball court that you see this year on the, one of the sidelines are culture wins, and it really seems that is the case at Northwest Missouri State. And what is the factor that builds the type of culture that uh, where you see the success these student athletes are having? Uh, you know, I, I think it, a big piece of it. I'm I'm not. I don't think I'm making this up. I, I truly believe a big piece of it is that our entire department is in Lampkin. Um, all of our athletic training, all of the strength conditioning, those facilities, all of our head coaches' offices, we are all in Lampkin. And and it's not organized up and down the hallway based on fall sport, fall sport, fall sport, then the winter sports, and then the spring sport. I mean, Skip is the first office you come to, baseball, and then Rosie competes in the fall, and then it's soccer competes in the fall uh, Rosie competes in fall and spring and then soccer and then softball and then volleyball and then basketball and then and then football right and so it doesn't matter at what time of the year you're walking by somebody's office to get to yours who's in season and so there's a natural you know hey was at the game Saturday look good great awesome or you know bad hey what happened this weekend you know whatever and so there's a ton of just that shared responsibility or accountability for we are all in this together um you know and it goes back to you, you know steve tapmeyer gene steinmeyer uh, mel churchma you know these guys that have been around you know wayne winstead guys have been around and had success and for a long period of time right not just flashing the pan two three years and then they're gone um continued success and so when you see that i think it's part of the the continuity we've had with our coaching staffs too as you get here and you love it. I mean, Lori Hopkins tells everybody every time I hear her introduce herself, she came here as Stein's assistant in 2001 or two or whatever, and her plan was to be here two or three years and move on. Well, fast forward 20 years later, and she's in a leadership role, uh, you know, helping us uh, day in and day out. And, and it just kind of grows, you know, co- Coach uh, Scott Bostick always said that, you know, you got to be careful when you move to Maryville because <laughs> this place will grow on you, right? And so, you know, I just think that, that commonality of where we where we live, uh, work, uh, in that hallway, it, it just kind of has um, propagated the culture wins piece. You know, from football, from basketball, from basketball, from tennis. Um, these programs that have traditionally been really good for a long time, 
you know, if Amy's caught on now. Coach Gordon has obviously bought in. Um, you know, Skip won a conference championship three years ago. Naomi's uh, Tayez, softball coach. She's she's young and learning every day. You know, they're going to be much better this year, just having a year under their belt and figuring things out, new culture stuff. So, um, and not that any of our older coaches were bad. It's just, it's just part of that growth of the department, and we are all in this together. And instead of it being competitive about, oh, well, women's golf gets everything. You know, they've got all the facilities, all the scholars. Oh, what Woe is me. That's not the way it is. It is, hey, we're, this is the hand we're dealt as a group. Um, let's go and compete and, and try to be the best we can and, and rise to that standard of football, rise to that standard of men's basketball, rise to the standard of men's women's tennis, and now rise to the standard of volleyball, rise to the standard of women's soccer. This is who we are now. We're going to compete for conference championships and make it to regionals and and if you can compete for conference championships in this league, you probably are good enough to compete for regional and, co- and national championships. It's just part of the deal. Um, and so th- just our staff kind of growing together in that, uh, but, uh, but also just accepting it is, is kind of where that culture has come, uh, come to fruition. You know, one of the things, too, that strikes me is uh, during the fall when uh, all the fall athletes are busy practicing, competing on their own, you look at uh, a volleyball match and you look over on the side and you've got uh, a lot of the football players coming over after their practice right. is done, cheering them on. Some of the basketball players, both men and women, cheering them on. And then, then when uh, that they're on the field, then the others are cheering on. It just seems like, again, I know it can be tried to say it is a family there, and uh, all the athletes kind of care for each other and want to see the other athletes have success as well as the coaches. Yeah, I know you had the all, uh, what did you have here earlier, the women's basketball, the all laugh team, what were they, yeah, the all, all comedy? Com- yeah. The all comedy team. Um, those two ladies, Emma and, and man Molly, I don't know that they missed a, a fall event at home. That volleyball, soccer, football, um, the cross-country meet. I mean, there's just, there are athletes at every event, and it's just kind of that piece of you share the weight room, you share the athletic training room, you go up to your coach's office to watch film or to have a meeting, and you bump into, you know, another athlete that just got done with their meeting or just got done watching film or, or whatever the case may be. So they just you just live in the same areas, um, and you understand each other. You understand the sacrifice of Joe Q at uh, 5.30 in the morning who's, you know, chipper and, and happy and excited and you just roll out of bed and you're not real thrilled about it but there's a <clears throat> there's a community there of i understand what you're going through i understand the expectation i understand that you know that uh that expectation to to succeed to be successful to to win um and then when you have success you want to be around it you want to support it and, and so yeah our our athletes yeah, i agree with you wholeheartedly john this fall have done a great job of supporting each other um at, at at home events especially uh, but even on the road you know there's many times you'll you'll find look over and find uh, a pack of kids that are that are um in the side on the sidelines or, or in the stands supporting their teammates uh or not teammates colleagues um uh, at away events as well let's talk a little bit more about uh, football and uh, again you talked a little bit about the obstacles they had to overcome this year injuries through the mid portion of the season you look at even uh, last week uh, kind of not kind of a uh, virus or something went through yeah. the team a lot of guys were uh, uh, probably would have rather been in bed uh, yeah. this past weekend kind of recuperating just because of that but they came out and played well it seemed like 
And a very young team, too, this year. When you look at finishing, going through everything they had to overcome, a 10-3 season, a, a great record. A lot of schools would absolutely love to have that record. And yep. th- this is a team that really built for the future, too. You look at the roster up and down the lineup, uh, how young they were this year. I think a lot of people overlook that and overlook the obstacles they had to do to uh, uh, finish up with such a great season. We want to take a moment to remind you that Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu foundation. And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. Yeah, absolutely. And I, that was one of the big uh, bugaboos going into the year was how young we were and how I mean, we had no experience coming back in many, many spots because COVID allowed a lot of student athletes to come back for an extra year. And Rich, like I mean, like most coaches last year, I am going to trust a sixth-year guy over a redshirt freshman most of the time, right, because he's been through it, he's played in big football games, et cetera. So, I mean, last year we had 16 or 17, I think, seniors uh, that played, started, and when you're thinking, you know, we've got 22 starters anyway and 17 of them are seniors, um, you're not going to bring back a whole lot of talent. We, I mean, we did with Elijah Green, Zach Howard, uh, Sam Phillips, you know, Isaac Volstead, um, Braden Wright were your main five that have seen other than that you had a lot of Mitch Goff had a lot of guys that did not have much at all if any experience right and so that was the big question mark going in the season was holy cow how are we going to get through this um and you know the coaching job that our staff did this year with that youth is um incredible and people don't realize that they all they look at is oh we didn't win another national title and so something's wrong well if you sit back and look at what those guys did, especially like I said earlier, you're four and two after week six. You lose at Central Oklahoma with five turnovers. You go to Pitt and lose by two after not having a very good first half at all. Right, having a chance to win the game. You are up. Playoffs started for us week seven, um, literally, and our those young guys answered the bell. I mean, we had. You know, just I mean, just go through the game. Northeastern State, you know, we handled, and, and Missouri Southern was probably one of the better defensive efforts we had all year. But to come back and win Washburn after we're down three with whatever it was, thirty or down one or two with thirty seconds left, and for the offense to fly up the field, Cole Lamel, who everybody, nobody trusted in Bearcat Nation other than the guys in the football locker room last year, for Cole Lamel to come in and hit that field goal and win that game. It's like, okay, here we go. And then you see the guys start to believe and start to understand, hey, we're pretty good. I belong here. I'm a Division II athlete. My coaches recruited me here because of that, and now I'm getting a chance to do it. And then you go to Kearney, and everybody's like, well, those guys are going to run all over us because they're off at whatever. And we handle them at their place, um, you know, come home, beat Southern. And then you go to Emporia, which, you know, Emporia hasn't beat us since whenever, 1994, which Coach T would tell you everybody beat us then, which is true. <laughs> um, and, and you know, well, this is the year that Emporia's going to beat you. And we really handled that game, you know, pretty pretty well. And defense, once again, young guy makes a play at the end of the game. Um, offense did what they needed to do. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, really, really proud of that team, that coaching staff, et cetera, um, for doing what they did this year. I mean, and sit back and look at 18 years in a row of the playoffs through, you know, three head coaches, through how many different classes of student-athletes that have went 
came through here and to maintain that level of success um, is really absurd. It'll never happen again. I, I truly believe that. Eventually, the streak's going to end, right? It's going to happen eventually. Um, and when it does, that streak will stand forever. I mean, it's. I'm not throwing shade at anybody, but like I mean, Pittsburgh State hadn't been to the playoffs in eight years. We've been there 18 in a row. It's just absurd um, to maintain that level of consistency, conditioning, discipline. Uh, you name the intangible. Because uh, that, when that when stuff like that happens, it's beyond talent and it's beyond coaching, right? It's it is truly what you mentioned. It's culture of this is the expectation, and we're going to go do it. Not to mention everybody in the league circles Northwest Missouri State on their calendar, right? So we're going to get everybody's best shot week one through week eleven, um, and you know most of the, most of the time, all of the time for the last eighteen years, we've answered the bell well enough to, to make the playoffs and to have a chance. Um, at doing what we want to do every year, so uh, yeah, I can't I can't speak enough to those those seniors that I listed, those five seniors, and the way they were able to lead um, their younger teammates. And hey, this is how we do things. This is what we want to do. Uh, and I'm not saying they were perfect, you know. And I think all those guys would tell you that we weren't perfect, and we could have been a lot better, and should have been a lot better, and blah blah blah. Um, but when you really step back and appreciate what they did. Uh, it is it is profound, um, and as the director of athletics, I'm extremely proud of the whole group. Right. And you look at uh, you talk about Elijah Green. Uh, just look at uh, some yeah. of the honors he's had after this season. Uh, MIAA Defensive Player of the Year, uh, uh, Gene Upshaw finalist. And I think in particular something that stands out that you don't see is uh, even if he doesn't win this, the Harlan Hill uh, nominee for the Harlan Hill Award. That's traditionally been something that goes on the offensive side sure. to see a defensive player just be in the in the picture for that is it has to say something type of year he had yeah and and where he came from right walk i think he was a walk-on um walk-on red shirt from maryville that reminds me a little bit of miles burnside that kind of um you know that that type of progress uh, but then the leader that he is as well um and who he came after i mean pe- sam roberts was here last year everybody <laughs> remember that guy he's playing in the nfl yeah and you just go through the list of the athletes that have graduated from here and everybody's saying we you will never replace that kid you will never be able to replace that our our d-line is going to take a step back our secondary is completely new they're not going to be our wide receivers aren't going to be what they were and it's just that's that's it's the monday morning quarterback or whatever and when you're not at practice every day when you're not in the weight room every day and you're not watching how those kids interact and how they study film and how they go about their business you have no idea we, we have no idea i don't have any idea my office is down the hallway and i i can't understand all the time and effort that those guys put in into personal development stuff like that so i mean yeah, guys like elijah green zach howard um sam phillips and what they were able to pull out of their teammates is just extraordinary the, the guy that doesn't get enough credit uh, actually he gets probably a lot more scorn than anything else is Braden Wright. the kid started as a freshman right went to the playoffs you know, God bless him. We were <laughs> giving, I was giving him hugs after the game, and he's like, I am so sick of Michigan, right? <laughs> I mean, his career, yeah. I mean, all four years we yeah. lost in Michigan, yeah. you know. Uh, but just the, the type of kid he is, the leader that he is, to be the starting quarterback at Northwest Missouri State your freshman year, and then to really be in a quarterback battle um, the next three years uh, with, with Mike Cohen. And those guys have a great relationship. It's absurd. It's just crazy. Um but just Braden's leadership with the wide receivers, with the O-line, in, in a role that it's not ever been easy, right, since Mike's been here because there's competition there. And, and Braden has just handled that with such grace and such uh, maturity 
it it really is one of the main reasons why we were successful. You know, and our offense had our struggles. You know, like like any team would do through the course of the year. But that but that leadership from Braden in a arguably a backup role it has been profound and supported Mike. You know, Mike had some injuries obviously through the year. He he was sick this week. That's why he didn't start. It was because he didn't take any reps or practice that sort of thing. And for Braden to do what he did. You know, people love to get on social media and and uh, you know string him up for for not playing well. well. Gee whiz, we wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for Brayden, right? Right. Um, especially the last two three years, but not especially through the last two or three years, but especially this year. Uh, I mean, the game at Pitt, he was a wounded warrior himself and just kind of sucked it up and sacrificed <laughs> his body and 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 well being um, for his teammates and for his program and. Uh, that that kind of stuff is that's what people don't see uh, they won't ever see those kids don't want the accolades for it uh, they just love each other they love uh, you know they love their their captain brethren and they love their teammates they love their coach they love their school they love football etc um, and that's the culture piece uh, of culture wins that nobody understands unless unless you go through it and it's been uh, just such a fun fall to watch all these student athletes and talk to them here on this particular show too where we get a chance to get to know a lot of not only the uh, the players from football or basketball but uh, the cross country and uh, the uh, soccer and the volleyball it's just been so much fun to get to know those players as well and uh, it's going to be a fun winter i think too. Yeah, yeah absolutely and I, yeah that's the, that's the best part of my job right is um I win and lose a lot more than I did when I was a coach, right? Because I'm responsible for everybody. But um, it, it's truly so much fun. One of the, one of my highlights of the year was going to Bemidji, believe it or not, uh, with the soccer team, <laughs> even though it was 20 degrees and snowing and icy cold. But just to see those young ladies um, compete like that and be at a be at a place where we really hadn't been before as as a uh, as a program. Uh, but just to get, I mean, those are top notch people. Those those young ladies, just unbelievable people, um, and and in our role, an administrative role, I get I get to see like you're saying, you guys get to interview them on Tuesdays, some of them, <clears throat> but you get the all comedy team, you get the goofballs uh, on soccer. We've mic'd up some people at practice and listened to them. They're just unbelievable people, and they're gonna be professionals in something other than athletics for the most part, right? You get the Sam Roberts and you get the Trevor Hudgens and you get those those kids. Those are the exceptions, right? The the status quo are the professional teachers, the professional marketers, the professional farmers, whatever they turn out to be. Uh, but they spend four and five years with us playing sports as a means to an end to get their degrees, um, and they're successful people on top of all of it. Uh, so that, that is the most most fun of my job is to get to spend it with these athletes that um you know they're not in the spotlight they're not the starting quarterback they're not the goalie etc where everybody sees them and, and sees all that they're you know the second or third stringer that is kind of the they're the class clown they're the locker room goofball um they're the the life of the party uh that, that builds the culture piece that that really allows the team to be successful um on the field, on the pitch, on the court, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's by far and away the best part, and I'm I'm glad. I appreciate you guys and what you do with this type of thing uh, to give folks that kind of insight because that's really what makes Division Two special is that um, ability to meet and connect with with student athletes that you don't get really anywhere else. I don't think so. That's kind of the 
the magic of it uh, and without a doubt the, the best piece and the, and the biggest reward for watching these young people grow up. All right. Well, Andy, it's good to have you on the show, and I know we'll have you on from time to time the rest of the year as well. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Northwest Director of Athletics Andy Peterson sitting down with John Coffey as they discuss what an incredible fall sports season it was at Northwest Missouri State. Looking forward to much of the same as we head now deep into the winter sports season. Northwest Missouri State men's and women's basketball underway this weekend in conference play. Missouri Southern and Pittsburgh State. And next weekend, the first indoor track and field meet, the Mel Churchman Classic, December 9th and 10th at the Hughes Fieldhouse. Thanks for joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. Another special episode of the podcast will be coming up next week. That'll be dropping around Tuesday or Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that upcoming Bearcat Rewind next week that a lot of Northwest Missouri State fans will enjoy. I can promise you that. Until next time, I'm Matt Tritton. Have a great weekend.